you've probably seen uh, one of the more frightening uses of artificial intelligence, I think, deep fakes, um, primarily videos, but there are other forms of media, but primarily videos that depict someone and typically somebody that you know quite well. I've seen Morgan Freeman. I've seen Joe Biden. I've seen Brad Marchand of the Boston Bruins. There's all kinds of people that have been used in these deep fakes. And basically, you have a person saying and doing things they never actually said or did, and in many cases would never actually say or do, but you can create a video of them doing it, which, you know, just think about it. The fallout's obvious here. You literally cannot believe what you see with your own eyes when it comes to these deep fakes. And that old saying, pictures don't lie? Yep. Yeah, they do now. Everything is different, and it's kind of scary in some ways. We're going to speak now with Georgia Dow, who is a psychotherapist and a tech journalist. That's an interesting combination. Georgia, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. You know, when you take a look at all the different things that artificial intelligence can do, there's a lot of good things, but this one seems particularly scary. I can see all kinds of really, really negative fallout from this. It it, it upends reality, essentially. Does it worry you, too? It does. I think that it's something that it uh, decays the public trust when you cannot believe your eyes. And most of our brain is about believing what we see, and that's kind of our default. And for many people, they don't even question it. And so because of that, it can really sway the way that you think about people, situations, places, governments in nefarious ways. Yeah, and we've seen um, other forms of social media or media, generally speaking, do the same sort of thing, ultimately have the same kind of effect. But this is kind of like that on steroids, isn't it? Like, why is this even more powerful? Well, this is more powerful because it's deceptive, because we will we have to take an extra layer of thought of is this actually real because usually when we watch a video for most of our existence watching something seeing something means that it actually happened and we could trust that and to be able to fake that took a lot of effort took a little a lot of time and there were a whole bunch of tells that were really easy for us to be able to spot and be able to discern no not really real and that was cute and funny and we could enjoy and have a laugh this is no longer funny when you have heads of states being said to have their troops that are actively in a war to surrender to the opposing um, forces against wanting to say that this is exceptionally nefarious. When you have heads of state doing things, saying things that are abhorrent and they never actually said it, it's really hard for our brain to be able to comprehend that. And for most of us, we just consume technology so quickly. We kind of just eat it and just you know, it's our passive thing that we do. So to have to take that layer of think about, is this real or is this not? Many people won't take that mental no. effort to be able to do it. You're absolutely right, especially if it fits. And we all have to be honest with ourselves, the bias. If it's something oh, so that true. we see as saying, oh, this, you know, it, that's the team that I don't like doing something really bad. I'm going to share it. I'm going to buy right into it without taking a second, like you say, to pause and say, hey, there's no way this is real. It doesn't matter because we'll accept things that we know are factually false if it makes us feel good. We've proven that time and time again in recent years. So absolutely accurate. Our cognitive dissonance, our want to be able to prove that whatever we believe is correct yeah. is inherently strong in us. So if the whatever is the opposing thoughts and views are doing something wrong, even if it looks a little bit sketchy, that will still bring us even further to believing our own beliefs. And worse, 
if someone actually did do something wrong, now they can use this as an excuse of that was fake. It never happened. So now even actual testimony, actual video proof that they, someone has done a crime that they may have actually committed, they could use this as their way of saying, you know what? never actually happened. This is a deep fake. You know, Georgia, that is such a great point and something that I haven't heard a lot of people talking about. We talk about all the ways that these deep fakes can be created and go ahead and, you know, paint somebody in a really unflattering light. But at this point, can you, is, it, does video evidence mean anything? Because at this point, it's like you say, anything that happens that you regret down the road, you're in a position now where you can say, well, I never actually did it. It's fake. And, and how do we know? Yes, it's a really difficult thing because it's getting better and better. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, it's getting better and better. It used to be like this is only like this technology is like five or six years old. That's it. Very, very new, but it's already so very good. So it came out in about 2017. Then they realized that these, these images, because they were taken mostly from pictures, the eyes didn't blink. And so right away, the people that created these algorithms, they went, oh, the eyes don't blink. So then they that. made them blink. Yeah, <laughs> they took care of that. <laughs> and they took care of it really, really quickly. So it's getting better and better, and it takes less and less effort and time to be able to create pretty convincing oh, yeah. deep fakes. You, yeah, it, they're really tough to tell. There's no question. So what do you think about these efforts to try and control or regulate this tech, which, as you say, is already out there, pretty well established, pretty slick. Can you regulate after the fact or at all? So uh, there are some interesting ideas that people have. Now, again, we're always going to be one step behind. It's always going to be a little bit further. But a lot of the large companies in the European Union, what they're trying to do is that if you are putting out something that has been altered, that you have to specifically state it. And if not, you get shut down. And I think that if the if we put into the actual, you know, whatever you're using as your browser, that it will warn you that this is an altered image because the only thing that will fight an AI is more AI. <laughs> True. But it's, it's just, it can actually find it much better than we can. And so if we use AI to be able to detect AI, which is actually quite effective, much better than we are, and that's put into the browser system to be able to let us know that we're having the world pulled under our eyes, and then we still might choose to believe it. That's fine, but at least then it's a choice. Not unconsciously it's happening to be able to sway public opinion, which could work. That, I think, is something that would be very effective for us, and especially for things that are political campaigns and for things that we're putting out, you know, informational and that we want to be able to trust, because that's the problem. This decays the public trust. Totally. And we need to. We need to be able to trust something to be able to go through it. And we're usually so busy, we're not going to have the time to be able to research, look three times and find out where the source material comes from. That's really difficult. Many of us are just too busy to be able to do it. Can you? I mean, are there ways, like like you say, they're getting better and better all the time, but are there ways, like can we, if we want to put in the effort, we mm -hmm. want to spend the time, are there ways we can spot a fake? There are some ways that you can kind of look to. One is trust that little instinct that that this seems like uncanny valley. There's something off. Now, there's other some telltales. The blinks are unusual. They're not at the usual times that people would blink. The emotions seem a little bit off. Like mm -hmm. they don't seem to be showing true emotion or they're not smiling with the eyes. The hair doesn't move naturally. Um, pupil dilation and eye, the way that the eyes move is a little bit weird. Or the eyes aren't even pointed in the same direction. Okay. Um, lighting, different lighting to where it is on the person's face than the background. 
And then the best one right now is the mouth movement. But that's yes. usually out a little bit. And that one many people can tell because we look at eyes and mouth as most on the face. And so that innately is one of the things that we are going through. And I would actually say also the way that someone's breathing. That's something that the AIs don't yet know about. And that if that just seems a little bit off, also, you can kind of tell. So if you get that little feeling of, hmm, this doesn't seem right, trust your instinct and think twice. And, and take a closer look. And you know what? I mean, that's all great information, and I'm not discounting it at all. But the fact that we sort of have to put on our forensic videographer hats to break down what we're seeing frame by frame to know if it's real or not is scary. I mean, it's just proving the point of how scary and dangerous this all is. Yes. And it can be used to sway the way that we feel about things. It can, you know, slander people. It can someone using your likeness for something that you have not given an okay to. That's also really scary. And we, we end up feeling like really vulnerable that, you know, if you're out there and you're in the public, especially because it uses photos that are already there, this can be really disturbing. Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, Georgia, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time.